Hello and welcome to your weekly news and chat about the world of electric cars from the team at electrifying.com. This week, because it is our last one of the year, we're going to take a look back at the news of 2023. The fake, the funny and some of the factually correct. Welcome to the Kilowatt Half Hour. But before we get started, make sure you subscribe to the Electrifying YouTube channel. And if you are listening in podcast form, mm -hmm. then if you don't mind, leave us a little review and some stars, please. Make them five. Five. You know, it's not, it's the please. festive season. It's nice to be friendly during yeah. this time of year. Do you know what I mean? And it will make us happy. Yeah, because if you want to listen to a balanced view about electric cars, this is the place for you. So... Shall we begin? I'm going to cast our minds back to January and this little Ooh, look. Let me just cast my mind Can back. Can you remember those? I mean, it was probably still raining. It was grey <laughs> like it is now, yeah. anyway. But this this was all over the place, this. Let's have a listen to the Jeremy Vine show back from back in January. Electric cars are a complete contract. The biggest contract inflicted on society since the invention of the internal combustion engine. And it's all about control. It's because eventually a lot of politicians who have a certain point of view want to force cars off the road altogether. So they invented the electric car. Black. Yeah, I totally agree. It yeah. still makes me yeah. angry nearly twelve months on. I know. <laughs> Honestly, so we did a video at the time that looked at the whole of that that sort of debatable piece of opinion yeah. from the Jeremy Vine show that is here on the YouTube channel. But let's just rewind and recap on that bit, shall we? About who actually invented the electric car? Oh. <laughs> Do you know your facts? <laughs> I feel bad now because I'm saying, oh, isn't it terrible? Well, right, I didn't actually know who invented it. Have you done your car. research? No. Shall I tell you? Okay. Okay. Uh, the Scottish inventor Robert Anderson created the first very crude electric car. Very back, crude? But it was very basic. Okay. Not crude. Okay. I know where you're going with that. Stop it. <laughs> that was back in 1832. 1832. 1832. So the recent invention then? The first electric vehicle that had its own power source, full power source, which was the battery, that also um, uh, that also had a driver. So this was the key for this, mm. that somebody could get in and drive it. Uh, that was tested in a Paris street in 1881, and that was invented <laughs> by the French inventor, Gustave Trouvet. Apologies, Gustave, I know I've not pronounced your name right. Yes, so, <laughs> were they all politicians? They were part-time, Gustave. Maybe he was. He might have been. Might have been yeah. So by the turn of the century, there was 40% of the cars in the US were powered by steam. Mm. Uh, and then you had 22% that were run by gasoline, petrol, whatever. Mm. And then you had 38% that were running 38%. on electricity. So, 38%. So yeah. so yeah, they were kind of around, well, before internal combustion engines existed. So no, not invented by politicians. And that kind mm. of just set the tone for this year, because I think it's fair to say that this year has been the year where the electric car has been under attack like never before. We've just seen news headline after news headline with some quite outrageous claims. But often, and this is the, the, the kind of weird thing, that some of those claims were based in truth, but there was no context around it. But I don't think anything quite as outrageous happened this year. Um, throughout the whole of the year as the thing that happened to us and when our video got recut by the yeah. sun. Mm. By the sun. Now, I haven't sun. seen this. So, I'll leave here you we are. Carry on this okay. story, Nicola. Story time. Once upon a time, <laughs> there was a presenter called Nicola who uh, the sun referred to as woman 
<laughs> woman. woman drives electric car. Woman drives electric car for the first time when actually it was the third time I'd driven that car. So we'd filmed with the BYD Dolphin, mm. filmed with it in the UK. So I'd yeah. already driven it previously. I went over to the European launch. I'd already driven it, spoken about how much I loved it because I think it's a great car. The video we did in the UK was, here's what I like. Here's a few things that I don't like. What they did was they edited our video. They took our video and they cut out all of the positives. Of course. And just had a yeah. section of negatives. Yeah. And the headline was, woman drives electric vehicle for the first time and here's everything she hates. And, and literally, oh. and hates it. Yeah. Yeah. And that was, it was a whole entire article. And I, oh and I was fuming because the comments on our video, actually, I have to say a big thank you to, to you and everyone that got in touch. Because there were so many people writing in our comments going, I hope you've spotted this, but the sun oh have taken yeah. your video and are, and are posting everything wrong about what you've done. Yeah. And, and, and in, in any of the point of it is, though, in any balanced review, there are always things that you perhaps don't like as much yeah. as that car. That's what journalism is, journalism is about, yes. right? And I think there are some really good people writing for the sun. The person that did this was not one of them, and I don't think they're there any longer. And, <laughs> and, and also, uh, the worst thing is I know that we're not the only people that they've done that to. Mm -hmm. They were making a habit of recutting videos, mm -hmm. taking the, the negatives and just running them as if this was just a complete, you know, takedown on the electric car. Wow. We managed to get the video taken down. Yes, you really? did. Well oh, done, congrats, you, Ginny. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I did. I good. got really cross about it. And actually, I had a really good chat to the sun and they've said, like, that it's the end of that stuff. But it was just kind of, that was just a bit of the theme for yeah. the year, was that because that video was... 90% positive, 10% negative, and they only took the 10%. Yeah. Which then also not allowed to do because you can't take content from YouTube and recut it and host it elsewhere. That's as well. That as well. Yes. Yeah. So yes, so that was, that was, this, that was yeah, quite a lot. Mm. Anything caught your eye this year, Van? Well, I'd like to stick with the theme of, of newspapers, really, with, with sensationalised headlines. Okay. <laughs> because yeah. there was a piece that really tickled me, and it had the headline, Why I Handed My Electric Car Back with less than 5,000 miles on the clock. Okay. Um, now, um, the fiction, fiction writer and former Secretary of State for Digital Culture, Media and Sport, Nadine Doris. Oh, <laughs> Nadine, Nadine. I remember the cycle. If, if, you, if, you're, if you're not UK-based, just just put that name mm. into a search engine You'll and be just the... find out a bit about Nadine Doris because mm. let's just say she's a character. You'll go down a rabbit hole, that's for certain. Yeah, but anyway, so she, she, she wrote this piece for the Daily Mail earlier this year about why she ditched her electric vehicle. Um, I could just leave it there, really, couldn't I? You but, could, um, but let's not. But Nadine, <laughs> Nadine wrote this piece... Um, and I shall quote from it because it's you've got to get into the mindset of. Oh no! Please here. do. Yeah. So, so I'm now quoting. One Sunday last December, it was snowing when I finally admitted it to myself. I had made a dreadful mistake in buying an electric car. I was driving through a blizzard in heavy traffic on the M6 to collect my mother, who was coming to stay with us for Christmas. My middle daughter had insisted. It sounds like an Alan Partridge story, <laughs> doesn't it? My middle daughter had insisted we listen to an audiobook throughout the interminable journey on oh. the motorway. I hate most in the world. The wipers on my Renault Zoe were struggling against the snowfall. Blah, 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 blah. Basically, range anxiety kicks in for poor Nadine. Um, and after a few miles, she'd just given up because the heater was sucking all the power. She's getting very, very stressed. And so she was trying to look for a fast charger. But um, apparently, uh, the fast charger more or less vanished north of the Watford Gap. And then she says, that wasn't in any government policy I had read. 
So, do you think she actually read any government Well, this policies? is the thing. That's isn't the question, it? isn't there it? There are loads of charges. No, no. <laughs> <All right. laughs> okay. I feel like I'm slightly uncomfortable about what I'm going to say at this point, mm. but I'm going to say it anyway. Okay. I think Dean might have a point. Whoa, gosh. I think she might have a point. So, there are currently mm. more charges in Westminster, which Nadine knows well, yes. than there are in. Manchester, Liverpool, and Leeds combined. Yes. Combined. So there genuinely is a big issue with charging once you get away from London and the South East. Mm. So I'm not agreeing with Nadine, but I think she has a point on that one. There is a small point, I grant you, but it's the expectation, isn't it? It's the ignorance that you can just hop into your Renault Zoe and drive... You know, to to far, you know, far north in in this country, she and not prepped. have a problem, and not, yeah. and it's yeah. not prepping, and it's also it's just that throwaway line that wasn't in any government policy I'd read. I mean, it doesn't put her in any good light at all. No, saying it, things it, like that does it? it? So it that does. sort of tickled me a little bit. That um, and there's been a bit of a theme of that throughout the year, hasn't there? There was the Giles Corrin story, which may even have been towards the end of last year. I don't know. I think it was this year where Giles Corrin wrote this damning piece about mm. sending his Jaguar I-Pace back because it oh, was terrible yeah. and the range was dreadful. There's been a lot of bandwagon yes. stuff about that. Um, but there's a piece that really caught my eye. Mm. You've got a smile oh. like this is... Yes. I don't know what this is. I love this because it's so ridiculous. Um, <laughs> toasters. Let's talk about toasters oh. now. Yeah, okay. toasters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Love a toasted crumpet, don't you? Who doesn't? Toasted Always go for a double dip with a Honestly. <sighs> Brilliant. Always double dip a crumpet in the toaster. Yeah, really, it could be really dark. Again, this is going very Alan Partridge. <laughs> <laughs> honestly, and look, actually, my, my guilty pleasure in life is not chocolate. It's toast with loads of butter on. Yeah, I yeah, just yeah. love it. Yeah. What I would never do is use my toaster to warm up my electric vehicle. Would you do that? Would you do that? <laughs> How would you do that? How would you even do that? <laughs> okay. Um, I don't understand why you're going. Well, a Danish man, a man in Denmark, really did try to do this, and he quite literally paid the price. He tried to warm his car battery up by using a toaster. Uh, I don't understand. I, mean, I don't what understand. You're okay. Well, this is words okay. coming out of your mouth. I don't understand them. <laughs> so it was it was wind. So I'm going to read you down from the Danish authorities. Yes. Okay. okay. So there was a fire. There was a terrible house fire. Nobody was injured or hurt, thankfully. I think it was the, the a car and two houses ended up catching fire. The Danish authorities said gave this statement. The cause of the fire is most likely to be found in the toaster that the owner had placed under the front of his car to keep the battery warm. Oh my goodness. So I don't wait, so has wait. So we know So it, has he plugged it in and used like an extension lead to get it outside the um, so so we know we, we talk a lot about preconditioning, don't we? And getting yeah. your battery nice and warm to access charge and also, you know, you'll get more range out of it. In some weird way, in his head, he had thought that by warming his battery up with another warm appliance, it would help him with the dropping the dropping range that oh, you I don't understand. I don't oh. understand that because my toast only works when I put bread in it. Okay. Well, I didn't yours. What so did he put bread? He put bread in, in, in the toast. I don't know if he put bread in it, but he tried to warm his car battery up. My the car, goodness. Fire damage both the owner's home and a neighbour's home, and nobody was was injured according to authorities. Oh, but so they have issued a warning in Denmark to people: just don't, really, don't do that. 
let, let the technology on your car precondition your battery, um, folks, and don't ever try and do that with a toaster. This is but why I you just know thought when that you was see just a ridiculous nuts. warning. It's because somebody has been that stupid yes. to have yeah. done it in the first place for it to now come with a warning. Yeah. That's Bloody now a warning that exists. Don't put your toaster on. Bloody electric cars always catching fire, aren't they? Okay. Oh, all right. So, so that was that one that I just thought, yeah, that just kind of sums the year up for me when it comes yeah. to, to ridiculous stories. I do, I do want to talk about this one because I think there are there are parts of this that I think we will agree with. Okay. Mm. So okay. this was a, an article in the Daily Mail, believe it oh. or not, but stay with me here. So um, the headline is, Electric Car Revolution will turn pavements into obstacle courses Ooh, by cluttering wow. streets with charging cables. Okay. Now, this is uh, something that the charities are looking into, especially charities for the blind or for those with disabilities. Disability and uh, that was the mm. big headline on the Daily Mail saying it's going to be chaos yeah. for those that struggle with disabilities or like if they're blind, etc. But actually, I, I see where they're coming from here. I can see why they would think it would be an issue if you if you do plug in from home and then you're putting your charger across the pavement to then reach your car if you have street parking. But there is talks of gullies for then your cables mm. to head in or there are now lamppost chargers so you can plug into a yeah. lamppost so that should then stay tucked into the road. But I do think as much as it was just the wording of it that bugged me, um, will turn pavements into obstacle courses really annoyed me. But um, the rest of it I do think is, is worth talking about. I think. Mm. And it is something that it, will be happening. It is. I mean, I, I did a thing on, on radio a few weeks ago talking about this. And there's been some, like you say, really genuine concerns raised yeah. by, for people who have limited mobility or limited eyesight. That, you know, even though, like you say, cables may go into gullies, it's just more stuff for them to manoeuvre around mm -hmm. as yeah. well. Um, and also... Just the fact that you're putting quite bulky chargers onto, you know, here in the UK, the, the, the pavements are quite narrow. There's not a lot of space. And, and whilst lamppost chargers, yes, they're quite discreet, there are still a lot of other, you know, higher powered units going in. Some of them are really quite chunky. So yeah. I think there is a genuine concern yeah. there. And I know that people like Motability are doing some really brilliant work in looking at the design of chargers. I was chatting to somebody at the, the London EV show a couple of weeks ago. Um, and they were just talking to me about how they're trying to look at making the the charging, um, you know, the charging points much more discreet mm. yes. for that very reason. And also thinking about like practical considerations, like the height of charges as well. Yeah. I mean, yeah. generally mm. making charges more accessible is something that we really need to think about. But there is this; it's just changing so much, isn't mm. it? It's literally quite literally changing our streets. But I, I do agree that turning them into obstacle courses is maybe going a little too yeah. far. Yes, slightly. Yes. Um, can I bring up Rowan Atkinson? Oh, please. <laughs> I do. Of course you can. We, we actually already did. We did a um, video on this where we spoke about it. It's just. I know, uh, but I do think it's worth coming back to. I definitely agree with you. I yes. mean, he really did have a Mr. Bean moment this year. Because <laughs> he, so he wrote this piece in The Guardian. Yeah. I mean, it's a I, big piece. I did actually think there were a few points he made which were very valid. And, yeah. And there was a lot of opinion in there. And I'm absolutely fine with opinion. But there was some things which I took issue and I know we all took issue about and uh, let me just read a little bit from the from his article uh, the problem with electric cars lies with the lithium-ion batteries fitted currently to nearly all electric vehicles they're absurdly heavy contain many rare earth metals and huge amounts of energy are required to make them and they only last about 10 years mm. now I think we all agree that the biggest issue with this, with, with Rowan's article, was the claim of the batteries mm -hmm. only last about 10 years. I mean, that's been disproved on yeah. many occasions, isn't it? And 
And I do feel as though, unfortunately, Rowan's been caught up in, in, a, in an argument which a lot of anti-EVers mm-hmm. like to throw around, don't they? They do. And I, but I think for me, the problem with this was that it was written in The Guardian, which of all the publications that are out there, it is the one that is probably most supportive of electric yeah. cars. It's very conscious about the environment. Mm-hmm. And yet they let this piece go out without being fact-checked. Mm. Yeah. And I found that that was absolutely, utterly ridiculous. So I remember we did when we did the video, we did a bit of research at the time and we were just like, let's just throw this out there. So we looked at the Nissan Leaf, which has been on sale for longer than any other electric car. We looked at how many were on sale and we've just done this, um, this again today. Um, and there are currently 75 all-electric Nissan Leafs uh, around the UK for sale, um, roughly around that number, all with perfectly good batteries in working order that are over 10 years old. So it's just, it really wouldn't have been rocket science to correct that. And then there was a problem, wasn't there, Nick? Because they did correct it. Well, they did. Uh, they, mm. they amended the original article, which claimed that electric cars only lasted about 10 years. And then they amended it to then say batteries lasted upwards of 10 years. But that wasn't the only part that had to have an edit. And a, no. Yeah, and by then it's been shared. Well, it is. Yeah. well that's yeah, the like, problem. You know? That's the problem when you correct something. You know, and I, you know, I say this as as, as a as a news journalist. Once you've got this out there, you can yeah. you can correct something, mm. but the news is already out there, and that narrative is already out there. So for anyone who might have seen or heard I, I about Rowan's yeah. article, you, by all means, go and read it if you wish. But please be aware there are there are some pretty misleading things in there, and um, yeah. I think it's probably about time we did some battery facts, don't you? Battery, we could do some battery facts. <laughs> I mean, just say battery facts. The issue for me was that it, it got shared. I mean, it went as far as the US. It was shared on Facebook and social and literally all over the place. Social media is the worst it's for the, it. It's the worst. The absolute it? worst. Once once it's out on social media, it's, it's really hard to backtrack because most people won't read an article. They will just see the tweet yeah. that goes with the article and then we'll, we'll just share it. on Facebook and they just share it immediately to their yeah. friends. Don't yeah. they? And then, you know, your friends of friends see that and it just, it yeah. just, it just whines. But... There was one point in there about the rare metals. Yeah. Now, tell us a little bit more about rare metals because it's a little bit misleading, isn't it, what Rowan says? Yeah, he did. I mean, so they do, of course, electric car batteries contain, um, contain these, you know, very expensive, very valuable, also sometimes quite contentious uh, metals, you know, lithium, cobalt, nickel, mm. manganese. And as well, they've also, it uses the steel and they use aluminium for the casings. And these are really, really valuable. Mm. They're incredibly, you know, hard to source. They're worth a huge amount of money. All of them can be recycled. Yeah. So this was just the thing as well, that he was talking about the fact that these these minerals and these, you know, these very valuable components just all go to waste and they just don't because it's just financially not worth it for mm. people to let them go to waste. So they get extracted they can get reused again. We know the batteries have got second and third lives. And and yes, I mean, he has a, a point in that electric car batteries will obviously over time degrade, you know, but they're not going to degrade the way your mobile phone degrades. You no. will see some, you know, we, you know, Tom's talked about this on the podcast. Yeah. So he's got a, a Nissan Leaf, which is what, seven or eight years old now? Eight years eight old. Eight years old. Now, yeah. And that range has dropped over time. It was one of the early ones yeah. as well. And that's now not enough for them as a family. So they're looking to trade that in. But, you know, today's batteries, they, they are protected much more. They're much more, um, you know, they can take charge a lot more. They are going to last longer. Mm. But I think all it takes is one article like that that gets shared, 
that is just, you know, creates a whole load of scarcity. Also, Written by a car Well, that's, I was just going to say that. Yeah. Rowan is well known. He used to write for Car Magazine yeah. back in the day. He's yeah. well known as a Petrohead racing driver. Yeah. And amongst sort of, sort of car enthusiasts, they'll see that and say, Rowan's speaking some sense here and reshare that article. Yeah, it's a shame. Cool. It's and a again, shame. that's where it is, where social media comes into play. Literally yesterday, right? Yesterday, scrolling through Twitter, and I saw a video, I've got the video here actually, I saw a video that literally says, another electrical vehicle exploding on the highway. Does anyone know what causes an electrical vehicle to explode? And it's a video of a car up in flames it looks on the road, serious. right? It looks insane. It has been retweeted over 700 times, 724 times it's been retweeted, it's been quoted, everyone's spreading this thing, everyone's commenting, going, oh my God, that's crazy. Then it's only eventually you figure out that that was a video of um, gas cylinders that was on the back of a truck in Russia no. in 2013. Yeah. 10 years ago, completely Incredible. different video, but someone's sharing this video saying it's an electric car, and then that's it, word spreads, and everyone goes anti-EV. Well, the, the big thing that's happened this year, isn't it, is that Luton airport car fire, because oh, that's a yeah. perfect that example was of that. That was Twitter doing that, that as well. Was a, yeah. And it was, it was all, all sort of, you know, swept up by social media, you know, I'm sure all of you have heard of this. Mm -hmm. There was there was a car fire in the in the short stay car park, I think, at Luton. Somebody said it was an electric car, and then that was just spread. That yeah. message was spread. I later turned out it was a Range Rover, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, um, a diesel Range Rover. Um, I think. I feel as though I may be spreading some misinformation. Yeah. I think that's what but I'm 99 sure it, it, it is was, a Range Rover it was, diesel. It, it was a Range Rover diesel. And yeah, um, but by that point, it doesn't matter. <coughs> like we were going back earlier on about correcting something. Many people came out and corrected the record, but as soon as that message out there was out there about the fact it was an electric car, it was gone. And people still talk to me about it now. Hey, about that electric, that's not an electric car. It wasn't an electric car, but yeah, it's we, gone. We've, we've covered the insurance claim on that before, haven't we, on mm. the podcast? Just about- Tom mentioned it, Tom, didn't he? Yeah, he did. I mean, I'd, I'd love to know what the outcome of that was. I mean, is it potentially that one car was, mm. was responsible in the end, for possibly one of the biggest insurance claims the UK's ever well, seen. The possibly. whole car park went down. The whole car yes. park went yes. down. Yeah. So, I mean, and if it can't, I mean, so it, that is, that's the root cause of it all. But it, it'd be fascinating to see what happens with that down the line. Mm. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to do one more story that um, I am going to go back to our friends at the Sun. <laughs> <laughs> just, just drop it, Nick. Drop it, Ginny, all right? <laughs> so they've done this kind of very helpful article. Electric vehicles, everything you need to know about them. Sounds helpful. Sounds it helpful. sounds delightful. If only it? it was actually true and useful. <laughs> I'm ready. Um, so the headline is, EV drivers face a £100 fine under the highway code as electric cars are hit by winter struggle. Oh, God. So this is based... Yeah, so this Hell. is well exactly. So this is basically the fact that um, in in winter, electric cars, um, the batteries in an electric car, are drained quicker than at other times of the year. Which well, that's what Nadine discovered. Yes, discovered. But what they're saying is that if your vehicle um, dies in the middle of the road, so if you break down and it's blocking the road, you can face a um, hundred pound fine and points on your license, according to Rule ninety seven of the Highway Code. No, that's not a thing. Is it, it is. That's really? a thing. Oh, but it's a thing for every car. Well, yeah. Every car. That, every, yes. Every car. It's like it doesn't say under Rule ninety seven of the Highway Code that it's only electric cars. But the best part of it all is the pitch that they've used to illustrate oh. it is is a petrol Honda Civic. Oh, 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 no, it's, it's not. I can it's, see it is. Yes. Oh, they it, don't know. It's a petrol Honda Civic. It's a ten year old Honda Civic. They don't yes. know what they're doing. And, and I just think that so this is this is the problem. Oh so, my goodness. Um, 
I know. So I, I think, it's, yeah, it, it has been quite a depressing year. And I think for that, and I, I don't know about you, but I think my hope for next year is that we just get a bit more balance out there around electric cars. I think what I want next year are for more anti-EV people just to experience driving one. Yeah. Just to get in a car once, to experience yeah. what it's like, to know how it feels. Because the amount of people on my social media, like I'll post something positive about an mm. electric car, and the amount of people who go, oh, yeah, but I don't, yeah, but I don't like this. Yeah, but I don't. Yeah, but you really got to do this. Yeah, but I'm going to get there quicker if I go there in my in my Golf R or whatever. You can't you can't drive to John O'Groats in an electric <laughs> car. Yes. 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 I just I just want those people just to experience what it's yeah. like behind the wheel of an EV. That's what okay. I want. I wonder if maybe we can do like a video on Electrify where we just find some random people <laughs> that absolutely hate electric cars, people that have commented hatred towards electric cars, and we'll get them in an EV. I think that's a really good idea. I think yeah. we should do that in January. Yeah. And I think we've not got long left on this uh, final episode of the Kilowatt Half Hour for 2023. You can, can hear some random scratching. That's that Ziggy. That's the dog. He's trying to get a comfy spot in his bed down there. He's like, Ziggy, stop that, please. Thanks. Yeah, you, you down there. Can I say oh. before we come to the end of the episode, this has mm. been my first, my first year with electrifying, and I've absolutely loved oh. it. We love you. I've honestly. loved it. Yay! Yeah, honestly, it's it's been a, a, a it's yeah. just so great to have you on the gang. Mm. It's been brilliant. It it's yeah. a lovely team, lovely crew. Everything's all been mm. lovely. So you've lovely, eaten also. all the party rings there, so you're yeah, very yeah, hospitable. Yeah. Let, so let's wrap <laughs> the final podcast of the year up with just a quick look to. To next year, to 2024. Mm -hmm. um, what What are you most looking forward to about 2024? What's the one car in 2024 that you are most one car one car that you're oh, most excited no. about driving? Oh. oh, it's between two for me, but I'm going to go with one because that was the question. Uh, the Renault Five. Oh, oh, was <laughs> that was I up knew. there. That's yes. in my top three. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go for the Cyberster. I think. Yeah, that was my <laughs> other choice. <laughs> Okay. I'm really excited about the MG side. Should have gone first, shouldn't I? <laughs> Listen for next year's final podcast. Let You've got to say first. yours now. Um, I think for me, oh gosh, it's probably not the most exciting of cars, but I am excited about the Citroen EC3. Mm. Okay. Yeah. I think it, for I, affordability. Want to, I want to see how it drives. I just think it's going to be, I want it to be good because I think that's got such a great affordable package. Mm -hmm. I'm also quite excited about the EV3. Mm. Yeah. Just seeing if that really is a little diddy version of the EV9. But again, like you, you know, Cyber, Cyberster, Cyberstar. Cyberster. I don't know you say Cyberstar. Cyberstar. Uh, it's great. And, um, oh, the five. Yeah, but I think out of all of those choices, I think the one that is most important, the one that's probably going to be the top seller is EC3, isn't it? I think. Okay, so we're saying I got that's the best I choice. Is yeah, it, I, is, I think yeah. it's going to set a new bar in terms yeah. of EV and, and we need it. We and need where it. other brands will now be heading. Yeah. That's what I think is going to happen. We do. So from our little look back at some of the, the, the hits and the misses in the news about electric cars this year and a little look forward to what we're looking forward to driving. Just thanks to everybody. I yeah. mean, we haven't always got it out every week, this podcast. We will try harder in 2024. <laughs> Everybody's been so busy. But we are, we are going to try much harder. But thanks for all your comments and your likes. And as always, please do, if you're listening to this on all the usual podcast channels, give us a five-star review. It really does help. If you're listening to it here on YouTube, make sure you follow and like and subscribe. And um, thanks for all your support this year. And we'll see you. See you in 2024. Oh, see you next year. See Bye. you then. Bye.